name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. Episode 150. Wow, my... I got a big one. Do not have a big one planned. I am so, I really wanted this to be, I didn't really care. A lot of emotions wrapped up in that sentence, everybody. And um, my point is, is that I wasn't uh, super prepared to do anything special for 150. That's just the fact. And, uh, And it happened to fall around my race, the, the race that I direct, the Mendocino Coast 50K. And so uh, the, I, if you've noticed, I haven't done an episode in a few weeks because wow, at ri- this year's race almost took me, it almost took me down, like down. Almost, I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown, on the verge. I wasn't on the, I wasn't about to, but it was, um, I think part of the, the, um, the reason for that is that it, I had to cancel two years for COVID. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, there was a pandemic and it was called COVID. And I had to cancel for two years because of that. And because of that, I got very out of my routine. For the first four years of the race, I would sort of like do the race. The first year was a nightmare because it was new. But then the second year was a little easier. Kind of got, okay, I understand this. Third year, okay, now I'm rolling. Fourth year, boom, to-do list comes out. I go, oh yeah, boom, 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 boom. Then two years shuts down. Come back out. It's like the first year over again. I mean, 3 a.m., you know, did I remember the Sharpies? You know, like that kind of stuff. Just, just, just for the last three weeks, it's been rough. And it's not like I finished the race and get to take time off. I finished the race on Saturday, directing it uh, more on that in a minute because I ran it the day before, but, uh, you know, direct the race all, you know, up at 4 a.m. race day. Uh, the day after running the 31 miles, by the way, uh, and, you know, two, three hours of sleep, and then I'm all day and stressed and during the day, and then uh, it's cleanup all day Sunday. And then Monday, luckily, I went to work. Mm. And working all the way through. <clears throat> and then looks like, yeah, I know, right? You wait, wait for this one. Going to Mexico. Going to Mexico. Why? Because there's a retreat down there that asked me to go down there and teach breathing to Cabo San Luca. I think that's how it's pronounced. Cabo San Lucas, San Lucas, Cabo San Lucas. I think it's Cabo San Lucas. The race ended well. Uh, Everybody was happy. It was great. It's just, you know, all the nightmare. And then the day of like phenomenal, only had one glitch, which was some guy runner passed through aid station one and we keep track of every runner because i want to make sure everyone gets back safely right so he goes through aid station one and his brain decides i don't really feel like running so he just goes through the aid station one check-in they check him off his number and then he just walks off the trail and goes home and doesn't tell anybody so he doesn't check in at aid station two and i've got ham radio people at all my aid stations and they're radio saying we're missing that guy i go that's weird cuz he knows the tra- he was you know i could know him and so i go let's 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 wait till aid station 3 cuz maybe aid station 2 just missed him aid station 3 calls in nobody not it's not here and then i start panicking calling it as emergency contact texting him calling him nothing i'm literally minutes literally correct use of literally literally minutes from sending my ambulance out and i get a text oh yeah it's decided not to finish i'm just at home now so it was about two hours of just pacing Bree, my my buddy, and, and helps me with the race. She goes, you're pacing. I go, you're damn right I'm pacing. Good Lord, I got a guy like dead on the trails maybe. 
Mm. Where's common sense? Can we... Can we get back to, if you just run off a race, and I announced it, everybody, we need to check in all runners. If you run, just go, hey, call in, go, hey, listen, I, I peeled off. That's fine. Good. I got, go, go home. Go home. Have a donut. I don't care what you do. Let me know that you're doing it. That's all. <clears throat> I'm a little crotchety. Look, I have not had a lot of sleep. You could probably hear my voice. It's just, it's just more on recovery later. But the sleep is the thing. Man, I am tired. Just been tired all week because I didn't get it. I haven't had a day off. But I'm going to I'm going to Mexico. I hope that Mexico I hope the Mexico retreat does not work me like all the time. I'll you know I'm a workhorse. I'll work. There's no doubt. About it. I need like an hour by the pool. If there I think there's a pool. I want the and I want an hour. It's like this beautiful. I've seen it. There is a pool. I want an hour by the pool. That's what I want. I want an hour by the pool. Uh, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Now here's the thing. I heard that and I went. You know, gosh, dong dong. Boy, am I regretting quitting all social media, including Twitter in 2018. I mean, deleting all my accounts. Now I'm really regretting that. Because Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Now it's attractive to me again. Maybe they'll let me back on. Uh, $44 billion? Ending world hunger with that money? No. No. I'm going to buy a social media company because my PP is a little on the small side. You know the thing about tw- 280 characters? No character. Yeah, that's a, that's right. That's what I said. Elon, you listening to this? I'm sure he's one of the hundreds. Mm. Forty-four. Here, I'm by I'm by a social media company because it's important because it helps the world get better. So my section coming up is I changed the name. Hundred fifty. Here's the here's the special part of episode one fifty. Ready? Uh, instead of on my notes where it says thank you and Patreon, I, now it says I swear to you. It says thanksies and show notesies. That's the kind of mood I'm in right now. I was doing my notes this morning and I changed. Thanksies and show notesies. And what that means is thanks to everybody who Patreons me, show, then sends me a few bucks and is now thinking, you know, you haven't done an episode in three weeks. Why am I spending four, bu- four bucks a month, three bucks a month? Why? Why is that? Uh, and if you have any interest in uh, knowing more about me, the show, et cetera, you check the show notes. You check the show notes. Now, you know, <clears throat> if you know me, because obviously, because of what I do and that I've that I quit all social media, et cetera, et cetera. I'm all about the money. I, whatever it takes to make the dough. That's, I love grifters. I, I, I aspire to be one. Um, I love people who are looking for angles <clears throat> and I'm one of those guys, obviously. I mean, why wouldn't, why would anybody become a nutritionist if they weren't in it for the money? Am I right? And also just like a philosopher, you know, like more of the philosophy side of thing. Cause that just adds a whole nother money avenue, right? He's not just doing nutrition. He's talking about small steps in stress management and kind of taking care of yourself like an ethic of self-care. Where do I pay him? Um, anyway, so I'm all about the money. And so I was thinking about a new avenue of income. Mm. And I stumbled upon it. Are you ready? Here, here's this. I have not seen this out in the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm diving in on this. If you're thinking about stealing it from me, trademark nutritional humor. Nutritional humor. I haven't seen it. Have you guys seen it? I haven't seen it. I have not seen a stand-up doing nutritional humor. So I've already written a few jokes. I want to. I'm on, I want to workshop them here, so that you can see what what I'm going for. And you let me know. You you send me an email, podcast at sidgarzahilman.com, and you go, yeah, that's you. That's good. You should take that on the stage, and 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 I'll definitely pay for it. That's what I would say. Here's joke number one. Buckwheat isn't gluten. What's going on there? 
that's the first joke. Okay, the second joke, <clears throat> coconut isn't a nut? I mean, if you have a nut allergy and you think that includes coconut, you're nuts. I thought that, so the the jokes are building in in funny. Okay, so the first one, eh, but then the second one, huh? And now this one, this is the finale. Okay. Sorry, I gotta clear my throat. <coughs> mm. Get a cup of coffee, sip a coffee. Finale joke, ready? So now the so picture the whole scene. I got the whole stage going on. Everyone's kind of wrapped at this point, and they're look they're just they can't take their eyes off me. And then I hit him with this last joke. And here it is. Where do I get my protein? Where do I get my protein? Go fuck yourself. And then the curtain comes down. Is that cool? I know. So I've got a little bit of, I have to think about my outfit and all that. I got to do the minutia. But basically, that's the trend. That's sort of the arc of the show. Multivariate. Um, I'm not going to admit that I thought it was multivariant, um, but it's multivariate. And the same... I did see something about multivariant that's kind of the same. I just think it's a screw up. But anyways, multivariate. Here's here's what I'm talking about. Um, I ran 31 miles on last Friday. Okay. Now you might be thinking, Sid, that is super. I've always thought you were a superhuman person, but that really look. Those aren't my words. I'm just saying that's probably what people are saying. Um, no, for for reals. If you don't know about me, I direct this race, and and every year, this is the fifth year, not consecutive. Thanks, COVID. But every year I run the course the day before. Now, here's why I do it. There's two main reasons I do it. The first one is that somebody goes out and marks it a, a couple days before that. I've got a couple of people on mountain bikes marks the whole course. I go out to run it and I'm super not good about uh, not getting lost on trails. I, I get lost very easily. So I figure in my brain, if I can run the course and it changes every year, they made me change a few things this year. So if I can run it and not get lost, bonus i also bring a ton i go out with my buddy skip brand from healdsburg running company he comes up with a bunch of people we have a ton of it's so fun but he anyway it's a tradition so he and i run it we bring a bunch of marking tape and we do extra marking so that's the main reason is to make sure it's properly marked and people were like this is the best mark course i've ever been on i swear to you it was that good i didn't want to nobody got lost like nobody so um that's a good thing. And, and anyway, so that's the main reason. The second reason is that I have a lot of first timers and uh, they're nervous as I was. Um, the first time I ever ran an ultra, it's a massive, you know, perceived massive thing. It is massive, but it's also the first time you've ever done it. There's the unknown of like, do I even, can I even do this? That's a, that's pressure. So people are showing up in there and there's a lot of anxiety and, and everything else. Anyway, so when I, when I'm standing there before the race on my microphone, making announcements and talking to people and saying, you know, introducing whatever. And I say, yeah, I ran the course yesterday and I'm there and I'm standing up and I'm walking around and it's, they go, and it's just a little bit of like, oh, okay. So he's not like, you know, you know, on crutches, like he's okay, you know, and, and it's, and it's, so it's a sort of a confidence building kind of thing. Okay. So anyways, I'd run the 31 miles. Now it's not like, again, I don't come home and then sleep. I could run the 31 miles. I get home. I pack the truck. I go to sleep. I wake up at four in the morning. I drive to this race. It's a, it's a nightmare, but I wanted to talk about the fact that I could run the 31 miles and here, and it's, this is not a toot in the own horn thing. Okay. Cause I got to tell you in the context of the stress of this year, just again, just a lot of anxiety. And like, I kept thinking, am I forgetting something major? Like, am I going to show up and go, oh no, I forgot about the tents, you know, just whatever. Um, that, and, and I can tell you, lack of training. 
I mean, uh, more than that in a second. But also, if you remember, if you if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, I hurt myself. Um, I tore my tensor fascia latte about, I'd say, six months ago, and you know, recovered fine. I'm running and everything, but it. But I thought, ooh, is this going to snap that mother effer? You know what I mean? Um, so there was a few things that when I woke up early Friday morning to go down to meet Skip to run the to run the course, I thought, oh, this this could be a nightmare. Three miles in on pretty much flat terrain in the beginning of the race. It's about three, four miles. Then you cut into the trails. Three miles in, I'm like f- feeling fatigued. And I went, oh, this is so not a good thing. To I, Three miles in, I'm like, skip, I got to slow down. Um, which I always take it slow anyways, but it was like, this is going to be, this is going to be really bad. I'm going to say, skip, good luck. I'll see you after. <laughs> For the rest, 21, 27 miles more, go, go get that done. I'm going to go to my car and won't tell anybody that I'm leaving the course. Hello. Anyways, all of a sudden I kind of warmed into it. And we hit the trails and I'm feeling good. And it was a great day. It's weird. Skip was making fun of me. He goes, Sid, couch to 50K in a week. Um, because he knew I was completely, and by completely, I mean completely undertrained. So here's here was my training regimen. During the years leading up, because, you know, whatever, but I've been running for like last six months. Um, one eight miler, one single eight miler, one six miler, that's it. Those were my long runs for the entire six months leading up to the race. One eight miler, one six miler. Otherwise, two to three miles on a treadmill about three days a week. Two to three miles on a treadmill about three days a week. That was my training regimen running wise. But here's where it gets interesting. And this is how I explain my ability to run 31 miles on a trail. And it is this. I believe that a general baseline level of fitness and stress management is multivariate, meaning this is what it means, multi-variables. There are multiple variables and factors that play into this. Look, if you are a professional ultra runner, you're going to be running more than anything else. If you're a, and this plays in by my way, my book, I'm really digging it. I'm in, I'm in second, I'm in the second rewrite now. So it's kind of formulating the first draft I, I finished. I felt pretty good about it. I went in to start editing, and I thought, I wonder how close I am. Holy crap, was I not close? I mean, it's been take. It's took me two months. Taking me two months just to to incorporate the notes I wrote on the draft. It was like a it was like a Unabomber manifesto of scratchiness on every page. Just just move this over here. Anyways, so I've got that down. So now I'm going through the second one. Anyway, it's starting to formulate. I'm very excited about it. So there's some of these kinds of of um, of, of thoughts uh, that are in that book. Anyways, but my point is because I'm not a good athlete. I've never been a good athlete. I'm not a a natural athlete. I I ran a 50 miler and it was completely out of, outside of my wheelhouse. It's not something that I've, I've naturally been doing. like, I can do this. I can run a few miles. There's no doubt about that, but I'm not a fast runner. And the fact that I could pull off 31 miles with, with very little training is, is kind of amazing, but kind of not. And this is what I want to talk about in this episode, because it is multivariate in my opinion. The, I believe my success and my ability to do that is based on the fact that I did way more things than just run. And here's why the mil- I was militant and not militant, but militant. You know what I mean? Like I, if you know me, it's, oh, there's that. Mil- it, yes, but no. Okay. I'm just going to, I've had issues with militancy in the past, but th- in this one, after I got injured that time, I realized what I was missing out of my week to week general training of not for the race, but just exercise fitness, right? Was strength training. 
And I thought, well, I'm kind of running and I'm kind of doing one thing. And I was so traumatized by, by being injured. I mean, I was so, it was, first of all, it was painful, but also it was like, is this me forever? Like, do I have my guy who has these problems, you know? And I was, it scared the crap out of me. So I decided at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm never letting that happen again. If I can do something about it, I'm going to start incorporate strength training back into my regimen. And I have two days a week, every week, strength training with my TRX suspension trainer, with my TRX ripcord, with just sit-ups and, and push-ups and just like normal stuff, squats and things like that. Um, free weights, you know, just I don't do machines. Um, I do full body kind of functional movement. And it has been huge. And I think it played a massive, massive factor in my ability to fin not only finish that 31 miles, but recover super fast. I mean, two days later, I was at the resort back to work. And I was going somewhere and I, I was running the stairs because I always do. And I was like, holy crap, I'm running the stairs. Like I was running up, like to, you know, skipping to like running up the stairs. I always do. But it was, I, I forgot that I had just run and, you know, could feel it, but I was recovering pretty darn fast. My point is, is that, is that I do believe that a baseline level of, of stress maintenance, of fitness maintenance, of health maintenance is multivariate. There are multiple avenues that are all important maybe that some are slightly more important if you're training for a run obviously you've got to get your feet on the on the run there's no doubt about that but there's other factors that come into play in a very profound way and here's what i attribute my ability to do this and again i didn't do it fast it's not like i oh sid you, you, you do you, did you get a pr no I'm, i have no interest in that but if i can do that at all and go out with my buddy and direct a race and be able to go out for 31 miles it's freaking awesome i mean i love it so I like being able to do that. Sorry, I'm 53, kind of digging it. Breath work, major factor, major factor. Sorry, but it's true. Some stretching, not a ton, but I stretch on occasion. Rowing, I've been rowing. Biking, my stationary bike. I, I do these, you know, I scatter those in. Strength training, as I mentioned. Uh, cold therapy, as you know, my 39 degree cold tub that I do every single day. And I did, by the way, at the end of the run, the 31 mile run, I came home about an hour later, got in the cold tub for a couple of minutes. I think that it helped me recover after the race day, got in the cold tub for a couple of minutes on, you know, after race day, after having, you know, been up since 4am to 6, you know, 6.30pm that night, got in for a couple of minutes. Uh, I'll sauna on occasion. These are things that play into huge. Now here's another factor that was not a factor before, but I've done a whole episode on it, life through orange colored lenses, which is that I've been sleeping way better over the last few months than I probably than I ever have before. I mean, I don't remember ever sleeping as well as I have up until about two weeks before the race that is. And that was just full anxiety. But up until that point, in terms of the months leading up, incredible, like great sleep, like waking up, actually feeling refreshed, like feeling good and energized. I, that those are all factors. And of course, the number one for me, diet, having a baseline of healthy food in, you know, a baseline of healthy eating, you know, some treats here and there, you know, whatever, but in general, the calories you're putting in are quality such that your functioning of your body is efficient, is clean, and is lower stress than if you're flooding your body with, with tons of high protein and, and, you know, and a bunch of junk food. And so there are multiple factors and I, and I, it just, in terms of the analysis of, of my surprise, by the way, I was surprised there was a point in me. And in fact, Jeff was like, well, I hope you don't go to the hospital. I was like, you don't say that. 
to somebody the day before they're running 30 miles. You do 31 miles. You don't. Do, I had clients one time and, and like a week before their ultra, their dad was like, you might die. I was like, why can we just, that's not a, okay. That's a mess. So I woke up just like in this zone of like, this could be really bad. Instead, it was great. And not only, it, I mean, it was great. I finished the ra- run. My buddy Sid came in from out of town to help with the race. Uh, my old buddy Sid, if you've seen my YouTube videos, you've seen her a thousand times. She came, picked us up in her little Fiat. I had to sit with my knees up to my chest, crouched in her front seat. Uh, that wasn't pleasant. Um, but, you know, picked me up. I felt pretty good. We were joking around. I drove home, packed the truck, packed the truck for the race. I mean, it was pretty cool. And again, it's not magic. It's not like, well, Sid, you're an ultra runner. My maximum week of running was probably 12 miles for the week. At any given time over the last six months, this is not what that is. My point is, is that I'm not magic. It's not special. It's just multiple, multiple variables play into your ability to function at a higher baseline rate. It takes multiple variables. When we put all of our eggs into one area, and that can be food, by the way, create, you know, nutty nut nuts who get into just all about food, measuring, counting and weighing and data gathering and they recipe planning and watching YouTube cooking videos and all these kinds of things. It can, it can cause an imbalance in terms of your overall fitness and health and happiness, by the way. So multivariate. Okay. That's what I wanted to talk about in this week's episode. It's episode 150. 150 by the way i haven't fully my physical recovery was pretty great i'm pretty happy about it but i'm still tired god i need a day off like it's i can i definitely can feel it my brain is a little bit uh fatigued i slept pretty darn well yesterday but my i have my aura ring that thing that tracks everything and i swear the week of the race i read between the lines because it gives you feedback and it was basically saying what what are you doing idiot what you were doing so great. How have you messed this up? That's what it wanted to say. Instead, it was like, I noticed that your heart rate's a little bit high. You need to take it easy today. Woo. Anyways, episode 150. You guys, hey, people who've been listening um, along the way, or maybe you're new, but it doesn't matter. Thank you for your support and people who've come out and, and, and like I said, throw me a few bucks on Patreon. It keeps me going, helps me uh, even do the things like I do, the, the books that I'm, the book I'm writing and, and, um, and the small steppers thing and helping people uh, manage stress and create long-term habits. It's very rewarding, rewarding work in this podcast. As part of that, I get very nice emails from you guys and I really do appreciate it. It's not a joke. I dig it. Episode 150. It's I know it's a number, but it's a little bit of a, a clean benchmark number. It's kind of cool. I've always thought for a long time, this is my new show, but as 150 episodes in, it's not a new, it's new. It's kind of a, it's, it's kind of hit its stride and it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I really like it. So anyways, best to everybody. And then we'll go to 151 next. That'll just be completely like, okay, back to normal. <laughs> No sé cómo decirte No sé cómo explicarte La luna 
Oh 